the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. Doing The Rob Black Show one day at a time, trying to get us all a little closer to retirement. This has been a very wondrous time to invest. What period of time am I talking about? Since the 1990s. Uh, Things started changing when tech came along. Tech changed the game by creating a scenario where corporations could be more productive. As soon as we started having emails, our productivity at the office went higher. You know how right now we're talking a lot about inflation? In the 90s, we were talking a lot about productivity. It's a great way to fight inflation, especially wage inflation. A lot going on. Particularly, the stock market's going on. Hitting all-time highs yesterday opened a little bit weaker. New weekly jobless claims reached their lowest level since March of 2020. This was a good number. Pre-pandemic, and I hate saying that. Maybe I should ban that, right? What do I? What do you mean by that? I just I'm, I'm tired of saying. Okay, you have to d- compare it differently. Pre-pandemic, a number under four hundred thousand was good. A number under three hundred fifty thousand was really good, and a number closer to three hundred twenty-five thousand was fantastic. First-time unemployment claims. We're always going to be firing people. It's part of our economy. You'll never see it go to zero. So that number of 350 to 400 is the sweet spot. We are always going to be adding jobs. People come to this country. Hospitals open. Businesses expand. So when you fire people, you're trying to also economically, from the stock market perspective, you want to make sure that number is low enough so that when you add you're ultimately building an economy. I think that should make sense. My voice is a little bit challenged today, so just bear with me, please. That's all I'm asking. Um, the narrative today, and I, I, I think that's a great way of explaining it. Stock market opens at 6.30 Pacific time, 9.30 Eastern. Narrative features falling treasury yields, growth concerns, relative strength in Apple, which hit an all-time high yesterday, earnings reports from the financials, Uh, they're not being met with a lot of excitement. Sell the news responses to the earnings reports, Um, buy on the rumor, sell on the news. That's the narrative today. It's not dramatic. Taking a look at the market numbers, 
I'm not seeing anything fall apart. And maybe as day goes on, we grind lower. Maybe as day goes higher, we grind higher. There's not a big catalyst right now. The narrative isn't catalyst-driven. We don't have a Fed chairman or a big earnings report in the middle of the day. It feels a little bit like, what have you done for me lately? Um, Wall Street's looking for the next catalyst. Ten-year treasury went down to 1.32%. For those of you who don't have a mortgage, that's good news. Cost of money is continuing to stay lower. For corporations, it's good news. Cost of borrowing money continues to stay lower. For those of you who have debt, the cost of your debt might be going a little bit lower. Morgan Stanley easily exceeded earnings expectations and revenue, but stock's down. Fed Chairman Powell, Jerome J. Powell, I kind of like that. I don't know. Um, a certain way people talk, I'm not going to say it turns me on, but it, it gets my attention. When people refer to Jerome Powell as J. Powell, I kind of dig it. Could I be R. Black? R. Black. No. Could I be Roberto Negro? That's got a nice ring to it. Uh, Powell said much more the same yesterday. Um, he expects inflation moderate. So he likes moderation, moderation. I do too. He said the economy has improved. He thinks there's a lot of progress. It's still a ways off. That feels a little funny, doesn't it, that line? Progress is a ways off. Fed is prepared to adjust policy if the path of inflation or longer-term inflation expectations move materially or persistently beyond levels consistent with the Fed's goals. Expect to hear more of the same when he talks today to the Senate. Uh, twice a year, the Fed chairman has to go to Congress and they get to grill him. They get to ask questions, which I find kind of bunk. I'm not a big fan of Congress people and their questions. Uh, I know you're saying why. That, that seems un-American. seems to me like a lot of it's very partisan and very much so about getting a soundbite so they can show their constituents that they care. So it'll be things like, J-Pal, did you murder inflation? And you're like, what are you talking about? Is inflation higher or lower? I can answer that, but not murder. It's very sensationalized is what I'm getting at. So the first time unemployment claims, very positive in my mind. It's lowest since March 14, 2020. Uh, we also have something called continuing claims. And this is where I feel the most pain for people. Um, and what I mean by that is, what do I mean by that? Continuing claims, um, da, 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 da. oh, people have been unemployed for a long time. So that fell by 126,000 to 3.24 million, the lowest level since March 21, 2020. This is all in you know, unison with the idea of an improving economy. When you're unemployed for a long period of time, when you continue to collect unemployment, 
you get to a tier where you have to file again before continuing. And you get a little less money. But the government tries to give you enough food, money for food. That's the idea, I think. But to me, I see those numbers and I see financial stress. If you've been unemployed for a long period of time, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to tip my hat for people who pick up second jobs. I'm going to tip my hat for people who go back to work um, when, they, when they're afraid to. But when you're unemployed for a long period of time, you drain your savings. You don't build up savings. You may drain your 401k. You don't build up your 401k. Um, and that's a problem. Earnings reports later today. Cintas, they make uniforms for restaurants and businesses. Uh, that's a big tell on the economy. If you go take a look at that stock, it's very telling. It reflects the economy. Ticker symbol on that is CTAS. Later today, we get United Healthcare. Uh, a couple a couple months ago, healthcare was all about the pandemic and emergency supplies. Hopefully. United Healthcare is telling us a little something different today. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. I work with the EP Wealth. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Listen to the Rob Black Show on your Alexa or Google Play device. Just say, listen to the Rob Black Show. Bring us out of break today. A little cold play. I can stop doing that because we're pulling the music from the podcast. But I can tell a Chris Martin story that's really quickly. Um, I think it was a 60 Minutes interview. And they talked about how do you write music? He's like, it's not very difficult. And if you listen to his music, it's not really complicated. But what's really funny about it is uh, the way the band works, there's four members. The front man gets 40% and the others get 20, 20, 20. Um, it's not equal cut. How would you set up the pay in your band if you had a band? It's a good question for a child to start them thinking about money. Um, I'm pro getting kids to understand. Whenever my kids want something, I always make it come with a consequence. Like you have to go clean the toilets. Um, I'm very generous. But I make them do some of the most disgusting things only because they are very privileged children. And people who are less privileged clean toilets for a living. I'm very cognizant of that. I don't know what the hell I'm doing as a parent. When I had kids, people gave me books. This is how to raise a successful boy. Um, just be there is my, is my thought. And I don't want to read books. I want to, isn't life about figuring it out on your own? I think it is. Um, AMC is a stock that we talk about all the time on this show. A couple weeks ago, it was at $62 a share. Now it's at $33 a share. A couple months ago, it was at $10 a share. And then it became a meme stock and went to 60 and now it's at 30. The one thing I can tell you is from the weekend, it wasn't lost on me that Disney pulled in 2 million users who paid $30 on Disney Plus to watch the film at home. 
I find that interesting. Just that whole new business model pulled in $60 million on opening weekend. I like it. That's very bad news for AMC. I went to a movie, Black Widow at the movie theaters, because I had a soccer tournament with my kid. And telling you about the type of father I am, anytime there's a soccer tournament, we show up a night before, get a hotel, get a good healthy dinner, and we see a movie. Maybe hit the pool. Um, typically, it's something like sushi and pool. This time it was sushi and uh, Black Widow. That was a $60 experience. It was not cheap. And uh, I could have watched it at home for 30 My TV is nice at home. Yeah, yeah, the, the seats at movie theaters are a little nicer. It's nice to have the dark out, the dark uh, room. But I wouldn't be owning an AMC. Uh, not with the way Disney's playing. What does Disney have a couple years ago? Eight of the top ten grossing movies in movie theaters. Now, a couple of them were Avengers, 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 and Avengers. It felt like there was four Avengers movies all out at the same time. I would not fight Disney. It's an interesting comment, right? You look at Apple at all-time highs, and one of the things that's in Apple phones are Qualcomm parts. I'm just talking about relationships here. Father, son, Disney movie theaters. And now I'm going to talk Apple and its suppliers. There's a company called Sawtech. They make semiconductors. There's a company called Qualcomm. They make semiconductors, modem chips to make communication go faster. So your download speeds blaze. Apple said a couple years ago, you can't have a patent Qualcomm on the word phone. And they went to court and they fought each other. Apple kept using Qualcomm chips. At one point in time, they said, no, we're going to pivot and use Intel chips. Qualcomm stock would get hit, but they were still in court. This is kind of a hand grenade conversation that I'm having about relationships, where that segment is all tied together. What's good for Apple is good for Sawtech. What's good for Apple is good for Qualcomm. So I look at Qualcomm right now, and it's 16% beneath its all-time high, and Apple's at an all-time high. Now, there's a problem. That instantly tells me there's some value with Qualcomm, right? But there's a problem in this relationship. Apple's not too happy that they settled the lawsuit. Apple's not too happy the way Qualcomm licenses technology. So about a year ago, Apple said, okay, we're going to settle this lawsuit, but we're also going to make our own semiconductor chips for modems within five years. So you have a five-year run on Qualcomm until they lose Apple. Thankfully for Qualcomm, there's other players who license their technology. You now have modems in everything. You have modems in refrigerators. You have modems in cars. You have clearly modems in thermostats. They're, they're contacting and communicating with your Wi-Fi, right? Do I love Qualcomm more than I love Apple? No. But I do see Qualcomm in the Apple universe. And if I had to buy a stock today, today, and it had to be one of those two stocks, I might favor Qualcomm. 
you got to have that kind of understanding of relationships, in my opinion. Now, here's a relationship that we need to divorce, and it's not going to divorce. Clippy, the paperclip, is returning to Microsoft Office as an emoji after Twitter and Instagram users voiced their approval. Okay. I don't like Twitter because of the cancel culture. But they saved Clippy, probably the worst emoji ever, and probably the worst idea that Apple, uh, Microsoft ever had to include uh, as a virtual assistant. So when you're using a word, you know, Microsoft Word or Microsoft Office, and you're like, how do I add columns together? Clippy would come up in the corner and go, hi, it's me, Clippy. If you want to learn how to add columns together, I can help. And you're like, just give me the answer, Clippy. Oh, what do you want answered? <laughs> it was like a very bad artificial intelligence. Um, but 320,000 users across Twitter and Instagram saved Clippy, brought him back. And to that, I say, I tip my hat to Microsoft. Well done, Microsoft. Well done. It's good to have Clippy back on the team. Speaking of teams, I work for EP Wealth. Um, new website should launch today that'll have a lot of great downloads for you you'll be able to go to it and grab a fresh copy of some of your favorite content you can find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show resources to help you manage your money visit robblackshow.com that's robblackshow.com thanks for Listen to my podcast, video show. It's wildly appreciated. I work really hard to show you an honest approach to accumulating wealth. I'm a very modest person. I have wealth where I can own more than one pair of jeans, and I own one pair of jeans. I've got others laying around, but I only wear one till it's it's out. If I had to go on a nice date, I have a second pair. But you get the idea. Um, this isn't a show about getting enough money to buy a Tesla. If that's what you want to do with your money, do it. I think they're a little overrated. Yesterday, as I was going through the evening news, and I just, this is what I do all day long. I look at things from a money perspective. Um, what Rain Man was to Kmart and dirty underwear, I am to investing. I can't break the cycle. Yesterday, I saw cars floating down streets in Belgium. And I go, you don't see that every day. And it kind of made me smile in a goofy kind of way. And then I was like, dang, I shouldn't be smiling. That's a lot of money floating down a street. Rivers and streets. What's the money angle here? It's plenty, right? Emergencies happen. Um, that create disasters. Disasters create financial disasters. It's not good. Um, a lot of people are struggling to pay their rent. A lot of people are struggling to pay their mortgage, their cars. And you see a car floating down the street, and you're like, ooh, that's not good. Um, insurance is nice. It's very important to have, whether you have an expensive home or an expensive car. And in theory, both of those things should be expenses to you. Um, it's there for a right time. So when you see car floating down the river, you're like, oh, thank God, that's not me. I wish we had that rain in California. 
I think that's not good. Some lives really, really are going to be hurting there. Let's talk about electric vehicles. Speaking of Tesla, I get this question all the time, so I'm going to answer it here on the podcast. This could be the title of the podcast today. Podcast can be found at Apple. It can be found at Spotify under the name Rob Black Show. Also under Rob Black and Your Money, I think. You'll find it, but just know that there's a different Rob Black out there who has something called Rob Black Show, and he's somewhat of a reformed pornographer. He's it's not me. And there's also a singer-songwriter out of England who is kind of folksy. I would say that he plays very feminine music. And I'm not knocking feminine music. It just isn't for me. He's like the guy who's like, flowers are beautiful, so beautiful. Not me. That's not me either, just so you know. There's 12,000 Rob Blacks. And I got the website, robblack.com. Bank of America says EV batteries will reach a sold-out scenario in the next five years. This is a headline. Investing in electric vehicles not named Tesla. It's no secret the demand for electric vehicles has skyrocketed in the last two to three years. Not long ago, spotting an electric vehicle was like spotting an antelope out on the range. I've never seen an antelope on the range, but apparently they hang out with deer. Deer not very tasty, by the way. Not for me. Tesla continues to lead the way in electrifying the market, and they get all the headlines. There's newcomers on a pretty regular basis. There's Xping. There's Lucid Motors. There's other ways to invest. But yet, Tesla's the obvious one. When electric vehicle penetration is at about 3% in the United States. You, you could go with the leader, Tesla. You can do that. Or you can look for alternative plays on electric vehicle battery supply. By 2025, electric vehicle battery supply demand suggests global battery supply will hit a sold-out situation. Now, you know what happens when there's not enough houses for sale. People bid up aggressively. I overbid on a home recently a whole house in a different state. That's crazy. Bank of America recently raised its forecast for electric vehicle market penetration as well. So a lot of people are saying the demand's going to be there, but supply is going to be very problematic. Let's talk a little bit about it. There's a value chain that we have to look at when we talk about electric vehicles and the lithium and battery technology is critical. Play number one is Panasonic. New home, I'm putting a solar roof on. Talking with Barry Cinnamon from Cinnamon Solar, he said, I want to go with a Tesla wall. He said, I'd get Panasonic. He said, I'd get Panasonic wall chargers. I'm like, why? He goes, they're by far best. I'm like, okay. Profit growth at Panasonic, ticker symbol is PCRFF. It is a foreign-based stock. Um, profit growth is driven by restructuring. They should benefit from increasing Tesla sales. It provides batteries for Tesla. They have a kind of a joint battery factory. There's another company called Xeon. What a great name. 
Sounds like uh, a warrior princess. Uh, a lot of upside. Nice pullback to maybe consider the stock. It's based out of Japan. Um, so you're going to have to have an international broker. Robinhood won't do. You're going to have to have something like a Solomon Smith Barney. You're going to have to have a big ability to buy foreign stocks like a Goldman Sachs. It's a leading lithium-ion binder. Uh, so it's it's called a binder maker. They've got significant technological advantages over its rivals. They've got increasing sales amid record EV demand. One analyst that I follow is so bullish on Xeon's long-term prospects due to its aggressive R&D expenditures into solid-state batteries. Uh, we're using more and more solid-state batteries. Xeon. Ticker symbol is 4205 because it's on a Japanese exchange. You're going to have a tough time finding it. A little bit easier, but also a little bit more challenging of an investment idea is Samsung. They come in number three on electric vehicle battery makers list. I'm not ranking them by favors. I don't have a favorite. I do have a favorite son. <laughs> I'm that kind of jerk. And I'll always tell the kids, I'll tell you which one of you is my favorite. Um, and it just messes with their mind, right? So Samsung, uh, they are a big conglomerate. They don't make a lot of money on phones, but they make batteries really, really well. And by the twenty year, by the year twenty twenty five, which take a look at the calendar, it's coming up fast. Where did July go? We're late into the month already. Samsung's EV battery sales business turned a profit for the first time in the second quarter. Expect 30% CAGR, compounded annual growth rate over the next three years from electric vehicle battery sales. There's a company called Korea. Um, they're out of Japan as well. It's K-U-R-E-H-A. Isn't it interesting that America doesn't really have an electric vehicle play other than Tesla? I find that questionable as why did we let that slip out of our hands? So the earnings prospects are pretty strong for Korea. Uh, reducing vehicle weights, strong growing sulfide business, which helps give you a stronger car, but less weight. You don't want a car that's made out of paper mache because if you get in a crash, you die. You don't want a car made out of aluminum because if you kick it, you dent it. Um, but getting stronger, less weighing materials to build vehicles, that's what they do. I know you're saying, is that an electric vehicle play? It kind of is. Then you have one final one that I want to throw down, and this was on the Korean Stock Exchange, ticker symbol KRW. Um, but to get to the Korean exchange, you're going to have to go with the code 096770. So you're going to need an international broker to play electric vehicles or a better idea. I'll tell you in just a minute. So SK Innovation is likely to beat earnings expectations in the coming quarter. It's got a lubricant business and the battery business. And you're like, whoa, I don't know a lot about industrial machines. I'm the kind of guy that if I tried to turn on like a power drill, I'm going to rip my hand off. I'm not talking like a small power, like the kind of stuff that kind of like 
pulls up concrete, I'm going to die. But you need lubricants in the business. So it's not a pure play. There's a company called Wooksy. Wooksy, they do back-end equipment for electric vehicle batteries. So think of it as semiconductor equipment for making semiconductors. Applied materials has been a great investment through the years because they keep coming up with the different type of ovens and the different type of technologies to make every semiconductor smaller, cheaper, faster. So what I would do if I were you is I would Google a phrase, um, lithium and battery technology, ETF, or there's one called the Global X Lithium and Battery Tech ETF. We're not going to run low on batteries this year. We're going to run low in 2025. And guess what? Every country wants more electric vehicles. So one more time, I'll throw it down. Google, Mobile X, Lithium and Battery Tech, ETF, or Amplify Lithium and Battery Technology, ETF. Total Burger Rise, Big Mac Chinese, Stocks, Everyone on the Show. Not all stocks are appropriate for everyone. I'm Rob Black. Find me at Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. In case you can't tell, I'm resting my voice today. Thank you for being cool and letting me do that. Pet owners. I love pet owners. I've got a, a dog named it's a Vishla, and they are the cutest puppies, and they bring me happiness. Money doesn't bring me happiness cute puppy still and this is going to be a very sad admission um i follow vishal's on facebook i don't follow my friends on facebook there's vishal groups that i follow and i go that's pretty fat like oh look at that puppy and some people will wish these dogs are very human they're very strange you give them love they give you 10 times back Um, that's what i love about animals uh one of my causes are for better treatment of animals and especially pets. If you're going to domesticate an animal, please love it. Same thing with children. If you're going to bring a child in the world, please love it. So stop drinking for a little bit, maybe. Maybe. Focus on the kid. Pet owners. I love you people. Um, It makes the world a better place. Chewy is the investment for pet owners. And I'm standing by this one. During the pandemic, I've got a friend who, God, I can't, I, he's going to be mad that I tell this story. Uh, he's got a $250,000 McLaren, and I'm not impressed. Um, but he takes my kid out on his McLaren, and I'm like, go for it, kind of thing. He, he's named his car. But he's got a kind of a fat kid. And I, I say that because he's getting a divorce from his wife, and the kid gets ice cream as kind of a way of like, oh, Sorry, mom and dad aren't getting along. Dad's having a midlife crisis with cars and women and have some ice cream. So what, do you do, what does he do for his kid? And I know I probably just pissed off people getting divorces and feeding their kids ice cream. It's a very small minority, but you're going to try to cancel me. And I get it. I apologize. I did not mean it. But people may first come to pet retailers. And I don't really like the experience of going into a pet store. It smells like pet food. Pet's mood doesn't, doesn't smell wonderful. But the average spend is about $400 in the first year of a puppy, $700 by year five. People fall in love with their animals and spend more and more and more on them. So 
my friend who's having a midlife crisis, um, he likes expensive toys. He likes wake surfing and stuff like McLaren's. Um, I'm not a big expensive toy guy. Just not materialistic. Um, I'd rather go out on your boat. And trust me, if you invite me out on your boat, I'll bring a nice bottle of wine. I'd rather go out on your boat than clean your boat. Than clean my boat. That's the right way of saying it. But um, Chewy has got a knack for retaining customers. And that's the beauty of Chewy. Every time they have a quarterly conference call, I listen to it. And one of the things that they say are, what's the churn? They give you a subscription. You get dog food every month. It comes to your house. I love it. I don't like going to pet stores. My friend who's having that midlife crisis got his dog a puppy during the pandemic. And for the sake of this story, he spent $400 on the puppy last year. This year, he's going to spend upwards of 500 And by year five, it'll be $700. Um, we buy things like costumes for our pets. We... I know many, many, many women. No, I don't know that many. But I know some women who are in their th- mid-30s, some in their early 40s. I talked with one not too long ago. And she goes, I can't believe I never got married and settled down and had kids. But she has a dog. Um, a lot of millennials are having pets instead of children. They're a lot cheaper. Chewy's profitable. And they get recurring revenues. So that's what I listen to when I hear conference calls is churn. Netflix has a churn story as well. Right now I'm paying $15 a month for Netflix. I think I have it on 200 devices. Um, And I'm just waiting for Stranger Things to come out because I I don't know. (laughs) It's a show I can watch with my kids. Talking about relationships, right? Um, Would I buy Chewy today? I would have it on a shopping list. Because a lot of people got pandemic puppies, and in the next three or four years, the spend on the pandemic puppies are going to go higher and higher and higher. And the churn at Chewy is very, very low because they treat the business as a social media site. We want to see pictures of your pet. That's pretty cool. If you go Google Vishla's on Facebook, you'll see that these dogs sleep with their genital genitalia facing up and their arms spread wide. And you're like, well, that's an interesting no-no. Um, they're just crazy fun animals and so beautiful and so clingy. Dogs don't go back to work for better or for worse. We have to take care of them. Um, I get chewy. Now, GameStop is falling recently. And I think it's not because the meme traders are jumping away from it. I think people are starting to figure out, wait, 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 Netflix is getting into gaming? Netflix doesn't want to lose the customers that they have. That's called churn. The lower the churn, the better the business as far as subscriptions go. So back in the day, we learned this with America Online. They say, we added a million customers, but we lost 200,000 to churn. Getting a customer is expensive. Netflix has a lot of them. Apple does too. Apple's got a billion iPhones out in the world. And they need to sell services on a monthly recurring basis to make a lot of money. And that's exactly what they're doing. Netflix is expected to expand into video games. They just hired a big executive from the gaming world. He comes to Netflix from Oculus, Electronic Arts, and Zynga. His name's Mike Verdue. Netflix hinted it would be interested in stepping up the pursuit of gaming. I don't know much else about it. 
But a lot of what we watch on Netflix sometimes are video games made into cartoons. My son really likes a Japanese anime called Demon Slayer, and it's coming out on the Sony PlayStation in October. So he watched all the show, he plays the game. There's a tie there. I'm not quite sure Fortnite will ever have a TV series. Actually, I'll screw it. Yeah, they will. We both know that. Most popular game in the world. You don't think it's going to TV at some point? Yeah, yeah. I'm Rob Black, teaching you how to become a better investor. Find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. Listen to the Rob Black Show on your Alexa or Google Play device. Just say, listen to the Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.